So today, TJ and I are excited to welcome a fellow Cleveland native and friend of mine, Lindsay Poyar, as our third Pines and Pixels guest. Lindsay is a wedding and portrait photographer as well as a content creator and has made quite a name for herself in the Cleveland area through her photography and organization, Creatively Speaking. Lindsay, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. No complaints. <laughs> how's uh, how's uh, the COVID situation treating you? Honestly, like thing things are like pretty okay. I feel like it's um, actually been a normal summer, like photo wise. Like things were definitely like slow at the start, but yeah, seems pretty good now. Right. Um, Do you feel TJ, like it's like picking up a lot more like with COVID? I know we're like getting right into the show, but you brought it up, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, jump right in that. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, like, <laughs> and I don't know why. I kind of um, feel the same way. Yeah, like it in like the spring, it was definitely like, su- like super slow. Like people were like, we should reschedule or like whatever. And now it's like, people are just like, I want photos. Like, I want to create. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like, I don't know. At least for me, it seemed like as soon as things started opening back up. People were like, I mean, I don't know, from a business perspective and a wedding perspective, people were like, all right, let's do this. Like, let's go. <laughs> it, it just started immediately back full swing. Um, well, I shouldn't say immediately. There's definitely an uptick. It took a little bit of time, but I was not mad about that. I was excited that people were like wanting to shoot again. And I was really worried that people were not going to want to do that, you know? I got to say, though, did you have anxiety the first shoot back from like quarantine? <laughs> yeah, it was It was a little weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was like I, I didn't really feel pressure because I was just so used to it being so constant. And then it felt like I was under pressure again to like yeah. create, and which is weird because it was something that just came so naturally for so long. Yeah, it's like having that lull of like working with others, and you're just like, how do I, <laughs> how do I talk to people that I don't really <laughs> know when I'm taking their photo? I don't really rem- remember this. <laughs> right, you had to like re relearn how to be a photographer in yeah. so many ways. <laughs> look at human. <laughs> so yeah, TJ, why don't uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're drinking today? Yeah, so let's jump right into it. So this is the Great Lakes Hazecraft IPA, IPA um, coming in with IBUs at 40 and ABV of 6.7. Uh, so it is a hazy IPA style. So it's going to be a little tropically. And with those IBUs at 40, expect a little bit of bite from the bitterness, but not too much, not too over the top. So I'm interested to hear what your guys' thoughts are of the beer. I'm really excited about this. I've been right. waiting for this to come out. So, <laughs> hazy IPAs are my fave. <laughs> um, this is good though. It's refreshing. It um, definitely fruit fruity, and also like I don't know. It kind of. I'm gonna try another sip before I say this. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to go full disclosure on this one. Like I don't want the audience to uh especially if they see justin's video but i am actually in i restarted recommitted to some fitness goals so with that i always like set a goal for when i can drink alcohol again so i'm drinking kombucha today so it's the closest thing that i can drink as far as uh, pints and pixels so it's a fermented tea uh synergy tastes delicious so enough good for you because i (laughs) don't have that kind of uh, restraint when it comes to this. <laughs> no, I was going to say, it's almost like a little... Cool, so let's get right into it. Yeah, let's what do it. What was that, buddy? 
Nothing. I said I, I feel like at the end it had a little bit of a floral bite to it, but I'm not. I'm gonna have to give this a little bit longer of a shot to determine if I'm actually tasting that or not. Excellent, excellent. So let's get into the conversation. So what we do is kind of the reason or the the purpose for bringing others on is number one. Um, if you get bored with you know Justin and I, we want to get other perspectives, fresh perspectives, and see different areas of the photography industry. And that's why you know we wanted to reach out to Lindsay is because she's not only doing portraits and weddings, but she's also doing content creation. So I really wanted to, you know, kind of pick her brain on that, but also give you a fresh perspective. And, and I did get called out by Caitlin at the store. She's like, Hmm, a lot, a lot of guys on there. And I was like, we're already working on it. Like Lindsay's going to join us. Like we're trying to make sure it's fair fair and balanced. Yes. So (laughs) shout out to Caitlin for, you know, pushing me to keep, keep an open mind and have more guests than just Justin and I. So let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about you. Like, who is Lindsay Poyer? What is your background? And what made you start photography? Oh, man. Okay. Um, So I've always been into art, like my entire life. Um, Like, kids, like, at like a birthday party, like, you know how you would like go around in a circle and be like, this is what I want to be when I grow up. And like, all the kids would be like, I want to be a princess or something. And I would be like, I want to be an artist. And they're just like, okay. <laughs> but, like, I never knew like what kind of art I was like, super into. Like, I just loved everything. Um, so when the time came for college, I just decided to do graphic design. My parents were like, oh, like, that seems if you're going to go into art, like graphic design seems like stable and whatever. So I did that and it was like, okay. Like I didn't like love, like I didn't love it like as much as I liked other kinds of art, but during like the program that I took, you had to take a photography course and you had to take like random like art classes with it. Um, so when I took photography, I just like fell in love I had never like really used a camera before and like I wasn't even interested in photography like I liked like more like physical art like using my hands like doing like pen and ink kind of drawings um so I never like saw myself like getting into photography um but I loved it and like our class really bonded like I think it was just the fact that we got to take like excursions from like class and like it just really like bonded the group and um I like loved the way that it connected you to others. So um, I continued, continued taking photos and just like literally could not stop. Um, got a job in graphic design and like still like, uh, like when the workday would end, I would like be out there taking photos like some more. So. And so are you full time with photo or do you, is it part time? Like what type of business do you have set up right now? Uh, so it is full time. Uh, I just celebrated one year full time. So. <laughs> Congrats! That's awesome. That's hey. a big milestone. Um, how long ago did you say you started? Then I know you said it was in college, but so uh, how long ago was that for you? I want to say like 2015, around that. Okay, so like five ish years you've been shooting now. Yeah. So that's pretty. That's actually really impressive to go for like five years of shooting at all to one of those being a year of full-time shooting. Um, I've been doing this for nine years. It took me nine years to get to that point. So, and well, and I don't even have a full year yet. So that's really impressive. You know, four years of just building up to that point is awesome. And I mean, I think a lot of people who listen to this, that could be, um, you know, an I can do it too kind of moment for them just to see, you know, it takes time, but you know, it's, it's not, 
it's different for everybody. And four years yeah. is not that much time to like begin a career that you're self-employed in, you know? <clears throat> and along those lines, like, how did you know, like it was time to go on your own? So, um, <laughs> I actually went, like, I tried going full time, like an earlier time before this. Um, so that taught me a lot of lessons. Um, so like when I graduated college, I had I got a graphic design job and was working for like a year and I was like, I hate this, blah, blah, blah. And my contract was up with that company anyway. So I was like, I'm gonna do full-time photography after like two years of taking photos only. And um, <laughs> completely just like crashed and burned. Um, literally like didn't have any savings, like wasn't making any money with photography at all. Um, yeah, that was eye-opening. It was like God, I like can't do this. Like, um, I was not prepared for like taking on clients or like I didn't know any anything about the business end. Um, so then I got a graphic design job again after like six months of like trying out photography. And at that point, when I had a new job, I really like I was I was like, this is what I learned, and like this is how hard I failed. This is what I don't want to happen the next time I do this. Like. Um, so I had all these goals of like, this is how much I want in my savings account. Like, this is how much I want to be making like per month, like while I have a full-time job, like this is how much I want to be like taking in from clients, like with photography. And like, at that point I'll be comfortable, like quitting my like nine to five. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, very mm -hmm. helpful failing. <laughs> no. Do you feel like your design job gave you some insights into the business side of photography or where did you really learn the business side um, for yourself? Uh, I, I don't really think I learned much about the business, like doing graphic design. Like with that though, it was like helpful with like website building and like making my logo, um, like that kind of thing. Maybe like even like emailing, like, you know, because you just like have to correspond with so many people when you're working at nine to five. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say most of the business stuff has just been like from like trying things out like, OK, this worked or like, OK, this person went for like these rates. Like maybe the next time I do this kind of shoot, maybe I could like ask for more and like maybe they would agree to that. So it's all just been like playing it by ear. <laughs> right. <clears throat> So what was your initial thought like when COVID hit? I mean, you had set these goals for yourself of, you know, savings. You had set goals for how much you wanted to make per month. And then that all came to a screeching halt. So, like, what was your thought process? How did you kind of push oh through those, like, 90 days, 90 to 120 days? So uh, when COVID first, like, was happening, I called up my brother. My brother, like, he works for himself, and he's got a very, like, analytical, like, mind. So I called him up, and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, literally all my work is, like, I take photos of people, and I literally cannot be around people. Like, what should I focus on? And he was like, well, he's like... <laughs> be logical about it. If you can't take photos of people, don't take photos of people, like reach out to brands and like start taking photos of products because you don't have to like interact with anyone for that. And I was like, that is so smart. So I <laughs> literally just started researching like local brands or like smaller brands that I thought were like similar um, in style to like the kind of photos that I take. And yeah, just started emailing away. So so now that it's post-COVID, I mean, did you enjoy that work? Do you see yourself going back to that work or having that, like, uh, like kind of some mitigating risk? Or are you like, no, people's where it's at. I'm back full-time. I loved it. I thought it was, like, like 
the thing I love the most about photography is like the problem solving for it. It's like, like always being aware of like the lighting and like, how am I going to like turn what I see into like art? And I think with products, it was like a lot more problem solving and like, I loved it. So I want to definitely like keep on like doing product stuff. I think I'm always going to be doing portraits too, because I love just meeting new people and that as well. So Nice. So that's on the photography side. So we have mentioned content creation a few times. So tell us a little bit about that. Like what type of content creation do you do outside of photography? So um, like video, GIFs, photos. Um, I run a couple like social media, like I do some social media management is what I mean. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of all about like what you like put out into the universe, like you get in return. So when I was like putting out the feelers of like, I want to quit my job and like do this full time. I was like, you know, saying that to like everyone that I like came across and eventually like an old friend of mine had a marketing job with a local grocery chain called mustard seed market. And so he heard that I was trying to like do photography or like do content creation. So he hit me up and was like, we're actually looking for someone to do like video stuff for like the grocery store. Like, would you be interested? So I was like, of course, like I didn't know much about video at the time, but I was like, I will learn. And I will like the problem solving, like Mm -hmm. for, for (laughs) sure. Uh, So I started doing videos for them and then, um, and then I quit my job and they were like, Hey, do you want to actually like manage our social media and do photos and video? And I was like, Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like another job. Wow. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Um, a really good way to like be stable mm-hmm. while still like working for yourself. Yeah. That's awesome. And are you still doing that? I'm not doing that with them anymore. Now I am, I was with them for about a year and they had like another brand too. When I was like working for them, they started their own like CBD like brand. Mm-hmm. And then um, now I'm like doing social media management for a local moving company. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. I think I actually saw that on your story one time. You were like documenting a move or something. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. They nice. always call me up when they're when they're gonna do like a like a fancy house move, like a nice house. Right. <laughs> to flex on them a little bit. Oh, yeah, they're like, this is where we want our content from. And I'm like, yeah. yeah Can't blame them, honestly, though. <laughs> Sweet. So one thing that we talk about, or we talk about on a couple of earlier episodes is kind of like figuring out who your brand is and your feel and your aesthetic. Yeah. How would you describe you as your brand? I would say like my, my personality is like a big part of my brand. So like what I was noticing the first time that I went freelance was that it seemed like people had some kind of like anxiety of like booking a photographer. Like, so I felt like the more I showed my face and the more I like people got to know me, like that eliminated any kind of anxiety. They're just like, Oh, I know this person that I'm going to be like working with or like, or like even like they thought of me as like a friend because they're always like hearing my voice or whatever. So that was like how I was getting like booking. So I've just like continued that up. Um, So I'd say my brand is myself. So just like, I don't know, like, funny, like laid back. Uh, I don't know. I use the colors like pink and blue a lot in my, um, in all my posts. So I'd say those colors are like a big part of my brand as well. I love it. I love it. Um, I wanted to also touch into it real quick before we kind of 
get into some of our questions that we, some more of our questions that we have for you. But I touched on it in the intro. Um, so not only do you do portrait photography and weddings and content right. creation, but you also run an organization here in Cleveland that you and I have worked together on a couple oh, yeah. of projects, <laughs> creatively speaking. So, I mean, how, you know, COVID's affected you photography wise, but how yeah. has that affected creatively speaking? And maybe talk a little bit about what that is and how you guys kind of formed that organization too. Oh, for sure. Um, so creatively speaking, it, um, it started like probably two, two and a half years ago um, with Daniel Lozada. We co-founded it. Um, we just wanted to try to connect all creatives in Cleveland um, because at the time, like it didn't really seem like people like knew one another, like outside of Instagram. Um, so we just started putting like putting together like events where people could like meet and like mingle, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, enough, I think that's where I met you was the yeah, first creatively speaking event. Was. Ultimately, ended up turning into my studio space. <laughs> I know it's so funny. That space was great. <laughs> oh, it was. It really was. I, I I miss it, but I I'm also happy with where I'm at now. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Continue. Oh no, it's okay. Um, so then um, it evolved from that to doing like small group like workshops where we would um, have like a local photographer like speak on their specific knowledge that we had. Um, Michael Thornburg, we had Andriana Nativo, just to name like a couple of people. Um, and then during quarantine, we started our podcast. So that's just a way for us to like, nice. just keep on like chatting and um, yeah, <laughs> during everything. You got to drop, what? It, what's the name of the podcast? How can people the find Creatively it? The Creatively Speaking Podcast. And you can find it on sure. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love it. Nice. Always be, always be plugging. Always right? be plugging. <laughs> oh, I love it. Cool. So how did COVID, I mean, it's just because we're still in that COVID. I keep going back to it because I want to give like yeah. relevant information. I feel like even in like, I'm in my business in my MBA right now and no business class has ever prepared us for COVID-19. So yeah. I feel like podcasts that talk about business and photography are an avenue for the next generation to kind of look back and see how we handled things. So what have you done like for i'm assuming you had cancellations and reschedules for mm -hmm. weddings so yeah. what was you like how did you handle that was that a you know if it's canceled like you still hold on to a retainer is did you do like a smaller shoot for them how did you handle covid for reschedules and cancels that's a great question because i feel like everyone's kind of doing it differently i i wanted to take like as like humanistic as an approach as possible and like step out of like the fact that i'm a business now um and really if anyone had to like reschedule i'm just like that's completely fine like there was like uh, i actually didn't get any cancellations so i didn't have to deal with that but i did have some reschedules and um like everything just like worked out accordingly like um, but there was, there was one that they rescheduled and they cut the amount of hours that I was supposed to be shooting for. So it was originally supposed to be like a 10 hour wedding day and it was like three hours. So with that, um, I talked to them and was like, you guys, like, just, you guys don't owe me anything else. Like I, like I just, um, held onto their deposit and was like that, like, I'm going to, I'll be there. I'll deliver the photos. I'll take the photos. Like you guys don't owe me anything after that. Like the deposits enough. So that's uh, really the only one that I had to do anything for because the rest just like followed through as as scheduled. So, 
Nice. And do you just find that they're a little bit smaller now, smaller gatherings or? Yeah, they've been around like 50 people per. The dance floors haven't been as um, wild. <laughs> and uh, for indoor weddings, like ones that are in churches, people are wearing masks the whole time too. So <laughs> the reaction photos of the parents look a little, look a little <laughs> odd. <laughs> a little less reactive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you have any weddings? I had this happen with one wedding where they actually had their wedding on the date they were supposed to, like it was scheduled for, nice. but they a year out rescheduled for to do like a vow renewal and they're going to have the reception a year after. And I've, I've been seeing in Facebook groups, some brides are talking about doing that, like having a intimate ceremony and then a reception you know, next year sometime so they can have a big reception. Um, did you have that happen at all? I mean, I what I ended up doing was just kind of splitting the hours between the two, but I was curious that if that sense. happened to you too. Uh, no, that hasn't happened to me. I, I don't, I really like, I'm counting my lucky stars. I don't know how I haven't had to like deal with more stuff this season. But. Yeah, I, I actually got lucky on that front. I know this is more about her, but I actually, they did a small um, ceremony and then they're doing a vow renewal, but it's in San Diego next year. Ooh, so are they going to fly you out? Or? Oh, yeah. oh, really? Oh. Nice. Have you done a destination before? Oh, yeah. So I've done yeah. England and then I've done Florida and then the coast. Man, oh, that's so cool. Bigger. I want to. I want to. I want to get to that one day. <laughs> yeah, you do a lot of traveling and photography as well, right? You go on like little content create. I don't yeah, know, content creation trips with like other local creators and brands. Yeah, it it is my favorite thing. I did my first one um, in, back in January, and that we went over to Europe. So we went to Barcelona, Paris, and Switzerland for it. it so much fun. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so awesome so it's just like a group of friends that like get together and like travel yeah. and photo or yeah explain yeah. how you do that because you actually get brands to kind of like sponsor the trip in a way like they like give you products and stuff to shoot while you're out there yeah um one day we want to be getting enough like brands and products where we can actually like make some money off the trip but it mm -hmm. at least for now it like pays for like airfare and stuff like that so it's like that's good. Um, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but basically, like me and my good friend Allie, who's also a photographer in the area, we just like really bonded on the idea. Of, like, we want to like travel and like take photos and like find a way to do that uh, that's like feasible. So uh, we decided that we wanted to have a content trip, and we actually asked. Amanda Posey, who who modeled for us, we asked her to come with us. Like we literally like paid for her plane ticket and stuff. Like we're like we're making this worth your while. So it's <laughs> the three of us at the base, and then um, yeah, we were just like email pitching for like months ahead of time to like get some brands on board. Um, yeah, because I like who wouldn't want to have like unique content from like another country, right? So we we're like we have we have a service that we think you guys would be interested in. <laughs> That's so genius. I love that idea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you have more planned? Yeah, we have one planned in October where we're going to um, Prada, like the Prada Marfa installation in Texas. If you've ever seen that, it's oh, like I've the, seen that. yeah, it's yeah, like on a, like abandoned road kind of thing, right? Yeah. Is that right? yeah. 
It's like a Prada store in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so cool. hyped. We, we have a lot of stops along the way where we're going to like Nashville and like Memphis, oh, um, Dallas. Yeah. But then final destination, Prada Marfa. <laughs> Sweet. I love it. So with your career, I mean, you've now done it um, full time for a year. What mm-hmm. is like your best memory so far from doing this? Oh, man. That's a great question. Because I feel like, like every day, like honestly, it just feels like a new adventure. Um, so I don't even know if I like can pick one. I like, I've been lucky enough to like have clients that are like similar to me, and like we get along, and like we. It's just always a fun time, whoever I'm working with. So, um, I like I can't even say. Maybe Europe, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I said, that's totally good, and that's what we want to get. Oh, go ahead, Justin. <laughs> No, I was going to say, I think that's the best part about photography as a, a job or a career is that like every day is is something new yeah. and it's you I, I, not always, but usually uniquely exciting in whatever way it is because you're working with a different person or different personalities or you're working with a different company or, you know, and like you do, you kind of seek out the work that you want to do too in that way. Like, you know, when you're doing the content creation or when you're playing these trips, you're going after brands that, of course, you think align with you, but that you also want to work with. So at the yeah. same time, you're you're creating the work that you want to create. And so, yeah, every day doesn't really seem like a job anymore. It's like you're getting yeah. up and doing the thing that you love to do every single day. And what's better than that? Yeah, for real. Um, during quarantine, like my best friend, she like works in Seattle and she actually came and was like staying with us for like about a month. And so she was still working like while she was here, but she was like just seeing like what my day to day was like. And she was like, I can't get any work done around you. Like you're never working. And I'm like, I'm always working. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm literally always working. And she's like, well, it doesn't seem like you are because you're like always like laughing or like having a good time. And I'm like that, like I'm still working though. Like, but it's fun. Yeah. You find a job you love. You'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. True. Love it. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll drink kombucha to that. <laughs> yeah. I got a little bit already left. drinking as he said that, so <laughs> double up. Cool. So, so we have some fun questions we like to ask on this too. Um, so we'll we'll get back into some more serious stuff here, but I thought maybe let's break it up and let's let's ask you this. So um, we've asked to pass two guests the same question, and it's it's an interesting one to hear what everyone's answer is. But if you could jump back, or sorry, if you could get into a time machine and jump back to when you first started doing photography, what would you tell yourself to coach yourself to get to the point where you are now? Oh my God. Hmm. Wow. I feel like we need to get like some Jeopardy music cued. Yeah. Just to get yeah, obviously, yeah. Man. Yeah, it's always a thinker for sure. It is. <laughs> well, I feel like I just like would never think about like lighting at all. I would just like snap away and snap like a million photos. Um, so I guess I'd tell my past self like, Look at the look at the damn sun, you know. Like, <laughs> freaking think about it. <laughs> think before you shoot. Mm-hmm. 
That's such a good, I mean, it's so simple, but it's so good. Just think before you shoot, because there's been so many times that I've been, even on photo walks and stuff, and I'll hear photographers just like smashing the shutter button and it's just like, as fast as their camera. I'm like, high speed. And you're just like, are you even getting a banger right now? Like, why are you right. taking so many photos? And then bangers I actually, bangers only yeah subscribe to that (laughs) and the one photographer that was doing this i talked to him like the next day he's like man i'm really upset with myself on that shoot i was like oh really why he's like well i was i i took a lot of photos but i didn't make a lot of photos and i'm like that is so cool like that you saw like that you came to that realization like as a creator like anybody can take photos but when you can actually make photographs and you can actually make art that's that's the big difference. Yeah, so it was cool that he actually saw wow. like he learned from that. But it, that's a hard thing to learn too. Like, I, especially I wanted like pictures of people. I remember having the hardest time being like, okay, like what's gonna make this look like a senior photo versus like a piece of art or like a cool image. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The difference between a fashion image and uh, just a basic portrait. Yeah. So you had mentioned a few times that you had done some video as well as photo. Is there one that you like more or the other? Or are you, you know, are you strictly photo? Are you doing like kind of hybrid with some of your wedding shoots? Like where does that fall? I am mostly photo. I do like video a lot. Um, I mostly just do video for myself though. Like I'll do some travel videos. Um, I did like kind of like a fashion-y video of like my like my friend who models um so i've really just been doing it like for myself when i've been when i have been doing it i i enjoy video though because i feel like you can say a lot more with that than you can versus like a single image which i think is really exciting absolutely and i've seen a little Mm -hmm. bit of a shift where brides are going to you know more videographers and then they're actually pulling back on photo, at least in my area, because they want to see that passage of time. They want to actually see that first kiss. They want to see, you know, that first look of their significant other. So that's why I'm like really like mm. porn going forward. Like, do I double down on video or do I yeah. keep doing stills or do I do mm. both? Do I just offer both services? And honestly, it you makes offer so one or the other. Like never, never do a, like I'll do your photo and video that day. Right. That would be so yeah. stressful. <laughs> you have to hire somebody to do it for you. But, and then in which case, you know, you got to trust that, but it, it makes sense. I mean, with how good even just a, like mirrorless DSLRs are at video yeah. anymore. I mean, you can have a cinema grade movie of your wedding day, you know, <laughs> which is like crazy. Cause before it was, you know, it was what it was, but now there's so many, it's cheap to get into from a videography perspective. You don't have to have all this crazy expensive equipment because there's so many affordable options now. And you, you can produce these high level, very entertaining. And there's so many talented videographers out there anymore that are so affordable. It makes, it's like a no brainer to have it anymore. And I actually had the same thought TJ of like, do I start you know, obviously I wouldn't be doing both, but do I offer it as a package and then build a video for them as well? Because there's so many people looking for it. So many people are looking for it. And I feel like comparatively, like there's less like videographers than there are photographers in our area. Mm -hmm. So there's like less competition. Yeah, I agree with that. 
At and least I'm doing it at a high level. And I've had Cleveland videographers come down to like Shelby, Ohio. So it's like an hour and a half one way drive. So <laughs> it's like I might I might want to start looking into this. Like this might be a good avenue. <laughs> So this is going to sound like a silly question, but like, let's jump into like your business. And if you don't want to say that's totally fine, like it's just, you know, we totally get it. But do you put your prices online? That's one question that we get a lot. Like I I always ask people that too. I'm like always curious, like how do people do it? I don't have my prices online because I, my dad was like a, he was in like the car business. So I have that like, mentality where I feel someone out and I like kind of see like how much they would be willing to like spend on my services. Like I have like semi like baselines, like what I charge. Uh, but I, I feel people out though also like, cause there's some opportunities where it's like, Oh, I, I would really like to work with them. Like they seem awesome. Like, so I'll lower my prices mm-hmm. for them. Like, I'm just like, I just really want this opportunity. And like, I feel like they would do it if it was this price. But you have that like, process. a minimum I mean, you have like a bottom that you go and you won't go past that type of thing. Yeah. 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 You're set. So what's the process of for you? I mean, you don't have to go super in depth if you don't want to, but what's the process of feeling out a potential client over like, you know, let's say they email you, Hey, we're interested in having you, I don't know, shoot product photography for us. How do you feel that out to see, you know, do you just ask them where their budget's at or do you kind of feel out? you know, maybe if they're getting other quotes, like what's that like to you? Sometimes I ask them about their budget. Like if it is like products, like I'll ask about that because a lot of times like they will have like marketing budgets like for that. And I don't want to like, since I'm pretty new to product photography, like I don't want to mark myself like too low for something like that. Um, when they're like, Oh, our budget was like 1500 and I'm just like, Oh God, <laughs> I wish <laughs> I just burned myself. I, on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a, an agency contacted me to do a video and I was like, Oh, I really want, like, I want this job. I mean, I just, I just went full time a couple months ago and I was like, I really want this just to make sure I get it Lowballed myself. And then came to find out that their budget was like three times higher than what I lowballed oh. myself out. And I was like, ah, uh, that hurt. It's not like, done. Isn't, it, isn't it their response? Like, wouldn't they be like, oh, like, are you sure you want to, we, we can go. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. But the second shooter be like, I don't charge 15 an hour. I'd be like, cool. Top like, oh an hour. <laughs> So with that, I mean, I haven't done a lot of commercial really. Like I have a hospital that I work with and do headshots in their event every year. But like, don't, does that price qualify does it is it tied to your skill level is my question like do they see you as being the cheap one so you're amateur versus if you were the same product but had a higher price tag like do you think that goes into their decision making i would say yes i feel like which is why i've actually i've changed how i'm doing this that that was a wake-up call for me but they they still (laughs) went with me but i think it was more so from the standpoint of they were already somewhat price sensitive um, and I've, I found out that the other agency or sorry, the other, I guess it actually was, a, it was a production company that they went to their quote came out to like between 13 and 15,000. And yeah. And so I'm like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have even dreamed of quoting it that high no. to be honest. So yeah. And so it was just not knowing. And now going forward, I'm, I'm, when it comes to commercial projects, I'm going to start you know, trying to price it a little bit more effective to come into that. But at the same time, I I do, 
consider myself, at least in the commercial videography realm, to be not amateur, but I'm definitely not at the level of a production company. I don't have the staff. I don't have the, uh, you know, the, the experience. And I'm running into that with a new project I'm kind of quoting out now where it sounds like they're actually more in line with working with an agency than me. And I'm trying to feel that out and figure out what that, you know, if this is the right fit for me at this point, because I just don't know if I can actually deliver what they're looking for at this point. So I think there's a, a healthy balance to find between there. And like, like you said, it's, it's tough to, you know, if you're just getting into a realm of photography, know like what is, what's the right price to charge. And there, you know, not that there is a right price, but there's a going rate for things. And a lot of people aren't very open about talking about it in photography, which is yeah. why everyone's like, what do I charge? How do I charge for a wedding? How do I charge for senior pictures? Like, what is the, what's the right way to do it? And there really isn't one, but you got to find your sweet find spot. In your groove. And then like, keep, just keep on charging more every time you do it a little bit more, whatever mm-hmm. you're comfortable with. Um, like <laughs> every time someone asks me about like a, a new um, kind of photography and I've like never done it before. Like, like let's say I've never done senior photos and someone's like, Hey, can I do a senior photo shoot? I will literally Google average senior photo prices, Cleveland. Or, like, I'll be, like, very specific like that. And it'll tell you, like, kind of, like, a range in Google. Yeah. yeah pretty pretty lit. <laughs> I love it. So one of the things that we talk about on the podcast is the idea of failure and how you learn from your failure. Can you share a time in your career when you failed and what did you <laughs> learn from it? And we already learned, like, and I'm going to push you a little bit because you already told us about one. And that was <laughs> when you went full-time the first time so other than that what is another failure that you've had that you've learned a ton from oh we're getting deep out here can i can i first Mm -hmm. say that i i freaking love failure like failure is how you grow it is how you mm, love it okay anyway (laughs) is that a hindsight thing or is that like in the moment you're like oh i love this i love it (laughs) more of a hindsight thing (laughs) (laughs) hmm Well, like, anyway, this is, like, not that – this isn't specific, but I feel like when I was first starting out, like, I I would let, like, like any, like, negativity or, like, any, like, failure, like, get me down, like, hard. Like, get me down to, like, identity crisis. Like, I would, like, just be deeply upset and, like, not – like, I I would, like, waste time, like, being upset about things. And I think – what I've learned is like, just like accept the failure, like grow from these things and like keep on going. Like you're kind of just like wasting your time, like wallowing in it. Absolutely. That's a key, yeah. good takeaway. <laughs> I can't think of a specific thing. I mean, really like the failing at freelancing the first time, that was like a big, big, like. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, Um, another question I just thought of kind of because in our last pints and pixels, we did, we spoke with Isaac coffee, who's the photographer, senior photographer, mainly, um, in TJ's area. And he brought up, and I'm just curious because I think it's something that's worked for me. Um, do you have a mentor that you look to for like business, uh, like, I guess, business advice or photography advice? Is there somebody that you kind of lean on who has seen success here where you're not sure that you go to? Or what is your opinion on that? I think that mentorship is important. I don't think that you need, like, just one person or, like, they don't Mm -hmm. have to be, like, 
so much older than you or like have so much more experience than you. Like some of my mentors are literally like my age. Like I feel like they're just like my peers, but they have, they offer like other like perspectives that I wouldn't have thought of. Uh, And then I have a mentor also, her name's Julie. And um, I worked with her at the, um, I was like part of the Cleveland foundation. They had this after school program where they would teach kids about how to use Polaroid cameras. And so I was like a teacher assistant for that. And Julie was like, the main teacher. Um, so sometimes I will still like ask her like questions. Actually, when I was looking for lighting the first time she had, um, a bunch of like lighting in her garage that she just like gave to me, which is like really, really kind. And like, yeah. Yeah. Super nice. That's awesome. Where do you see your career headed in the next five years? That's a great question. (laughs) It's something I ponder all the time. And honestly, I'm not sure. Like, I'm like, do I just keep on doing what I'm doing? Like, what's next? Like, there's so many possibilities. It's like, do I start something bigger than this? Am I just, I don't know. I I see myself just kind of like just doing more of like the same stuff, like continuing to do like commercial work, but like more and like better and like continuing with weddings but more and better just like always <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i mean i guess you're fairly early on right like you're one year into doing this full time so to you know of course you're gonna do more and better of what you're doing you want to keep growing that um and get it to a point where it is like you know a premium service you know like yeah. Lindsay poyar is the name that's where you want to go to um, as the end goal, is there any avenues of photography that, or videography that you want to get more into within the next five years or like new things you want to try? I would love to get more into concert photography. I really want to go on tour with like a band or an artist. Like, I think that would be just like really fun. And I don't, I don't know. I just like, would love that <laughs> that's where i started and as soon as i got yeah. out of it i was like yeah yeah well i was i was in a band for like five years so i had a whole bunch of friends who were in bands and stuff and i was like oh that's it for me like i want to be a concert photographer and commercial photographer for bands and then i realized how like shitty it is dealing with bands who don't have any money anyways yeah. if you can get out with a good band you're probably set but <laughs> the local band seems a little tough to make it <laughs> Man, yeah, even like the the our local artists that I have like done stuff for, yeah, their budgets are always like pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, I'm rooting, rooting for you to get more so you can pay more. <laughs> right. I feel bad for them too because they're always paying for stuff and never really get money yeah. out of it. I feel like yeah. that's something about being a small level musician. Yeah. You're always paying for photos and videos and flyers and logos and whatever you outfits album artwork <laughs> and yeah. then you put your cd out and you maybe off a streaming service make like 500 dollars. so it's like yeah, mm, yeah. It sucks it's a tough <laughs> one to make it in for sure it's really challenging yeah. right now but let's get so, into uh, another i was gonna question. say i want to jump into the lightning round is that where you're yeah, going with TJ, it yeah, oh. yeah yeah i know it's like tj's favorite so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so this is the lightning round so the idea okay. is like within like it's whatever first comes to mind. So there won't be discussion as much as just one or two word answers. Okay. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Lightning round question number one, <laughs> Mac or PC and why? Mac. Um, it's just aesthetically pleasing. I've worked on PCs. <laughs> I just like Mac better. <laughs> Love it. Lightroom or Photoshop and why? Photoshop. Ooh. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I just love that, love the clone tool and how I feel like I can get more into detail in Photoshop versus Lightroom. Nice, nice. Speedlight or Studio Strobe and why? Honestly, Speedlight. Portable, um, edgy look to it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. What is one piece of gear that you could not live without? Ooh. Camera strap? <laughs> a good camera strap. Do you have a recommendation? Like a camera strap? <laughs> My camera strap is lit. It's like leather and it says El Poi on the side and it oh, embossed. Nice. It is. Awesome. Should I have said camera instead? I can't have a camera strap without a no, camera. No, no, no. You have a camera. No, no, no. Totally <laughs> no that, that yeah, question yeah. Other than your camera. Like, now I feel yeah. like that's so unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> Android or iOS? I think I know the answer and why. IOS. All day. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. 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 Domestic or craft beer and why? Ooh. I don't have a preference, honestly. I'm like, I'm like kind of new to the beer world. I was like more into like wine. So I, I don't have a preference. I'm still like trying out all sorts of things and finding my beer groove. Do you have a local favorite yet? Favorite brewery? I like Market Garden a lot. Market Garden's cool. Garden. Very cool. They're wings. Also so that ends the lightning round. <laughs> the wings. Shout out for the wings. Well, so that really. ends the lightning round. But along the same kind of vein, I guess, we're going to go with a little longer one to make you think. So oh. tragedy strikes. You have one camera, one lens, and $500 in your pocket. What would the camera and lens be? And how would you use the $500 to launch your business and stay afloat? And I want to give Whoa. some context to this question. Like, this isn't just like, but a lot of photographers out there literally have a camera and a lens and only 500 bucks. So if you found yourself in that position, like, how would you set yourself up for success? I love that. Okay. The camera, Sony A7R three because it's got the, the two memory card slots lit um lens would be a 28 millimeter lens 1.8 that's what i use right now and i never take it off rarely ever take it off um just very versatile um five hundred dollars in my pocket what am i doing with that okay okay i would host a website for a year sign up for that that one year and subscribe to creative live and just like learn a shit ton with my money. Um, and spend the rest on like Instagram ads, truthfully, to like promote my services. So is that something that you've had success with is Instagram ads? Yeah, I get, uh, I get a majority of my business from Instagram and from like DMs, truthfully. That's awesome. Yeah. I would have, that's a good question for sure. And is it? Yeah, are you doing any targeting with that, or is it just mostly people see your feed, like you show up in their search? What? How does that work? Uh, the hashtag Cleveland Photographer is how a lot of people find me, which is like surprising because it's kind of like a basic hashtag. Um, and uh, just the the more people that I've worked with, like the more like word of mouth through Instagram, like people will like be like, oh, like I. I'm friends with this person or whatever and like tag you find and my work and exactly it's like <clears throat> yeah 
Yeah, Instagram was a big business generator for me as well. And you're actually the second person that we've interviewed that asked, you know, when we asked this question that said they'd use it for Instagram and Facebook ads, um, mm-hmm. which it, you know, and he, the Logan Deddy was the other person who answered the same way. And he does a lot of seniors and he's like seniors on Instagram. And then I forget what he said, some, one of his other avenues on Facebook. And he's like, I'd split it like that. And I'd use, actually his whole thing was like, I'm going to use the whole $500 for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the website thing is all great as well. And do you dabble much into like SEO and like learning about the, that side of a website? Um, Cause I know TJ kind of, geeks out over the, the technical <laughs> side of websites and then <laughs> are you more like the visual just have a home page let's have a location where people can find me online it's like a little bit of both so like that's where i'm, I'm so lucky that i was in like graphic designs because like my website it's like it's a little it's a little less like i don't it's uh, what am I even saying? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like I designed it. I didn't just use like a template, which I think is like, I don't know, maybe someone would look at it and be like, oh, they put like time into this. <laughs> and then um, I do use, utilize like um, the SEO on Wix as well. Yeah. And a question that we like, we're pretty avid um, learner, lifelong learners. So are there any books or resources or tools that you would recommend to people listening? Like that you found as being profound or. Yes. Um, There is a book called you're a badass. (laughs) And wait, let me, (laughs) can I literally look up like who it's by? Oh yeah. Go ahead. I feel like we might, TJ is probably pulling it off of his. Oh yeah. TJ walked away. You are a badass. How to stop doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life by Jen um, Cicero. And I recommend that because for me, especially like this second time around with freelance, with like freelance photography, it's all been a mindset thing. Like, and just like (laughs) learning about like the power of like positivity and like what the universe can do for you at that has done like so much to my business. So I would recommend that book to anyone, anyone. I see that book on social media all the time. Everyone like it, it must be good because everybody's reading it. I've not read yeah. it yet. I, it like changed my life. Truthfully. It really did. I'm a huge, and that's what I was going to grab it. It's actually downstairs. Cause my wife got it for a trip and she doesn't read at all. <laughs> so I'm like, and I saw it laying there. I'm like, I'm going to grab that. Like I'll just, you know, cause I heard good things Honestly. about it. Like yeah, it's pretty solid. Another one is um, "Girl, Stop Apologizing." <laughs> yeah. Along that yeah. similar, that yeah. similar genre. If you I also recommend. Oh, okay, I haven't like finished these. I have these like with me right here. But there's the Grow, "Growth Hacker Marketing" by Ryan Holiday, and then the "Obstacle Is the Way" by Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday was like the main. He was like the head of marketing for American Apparel, and he has just done a lot of like super cool like campaigns and has just been very influential to like the marketing world and he's written books and um he's just very inspiring so i would recommend anything he has a newsletter and i look at it every morning and it is just it's very inspiring absolutely i've i tried to get into a few of his like i read the growth hacker one um heck yeah that one was that was super super good, and then didn't I thought he had one that was um, was is it, did he do subtle art or no? Am I thinking someone else? 
You might be thinking of someone else, but I do know he's got like at least six books though. He he has a decent amount of books. Yep, ego is the enemy. Uh-huh. Also another great yeah. one. Oh, trust me, I'm lying. That one's really yeah. good too. Yeah, I haven't read yeah. it, but subtle art is Mark Manson, by the way. Subtle art is Mark Manson. Okay, search. And then, like, I would like I read the Freelancer's Guide. That's a book, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think that the mindset books helped me more for my business. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the, I mean, I felt like in college after like going to school for photography, um, a lot of those, you know, the books that they'd have us read were more about like, you know, being a better photographer, which is great, but it, you also have to be a better business owner at the same time if you're really going to make photography a career path or want to be self-employed. So it's equally important to know how to use your equipment and know how to be a photographer. But if you're not doing the other half of the work, which is learning how to build a business and how to raise your prices and when's the right time to add an employee and stuff like that, you're, you will not get to that level where it makes sense because that's such a key factor in being a photographer. You are also a business owner. So the mentality stuff is really, really important in that to making sure, you know, you, you're your own CEO, you're your own boss. So you have to be on top of that stuff. And I also feel like, I mean, you brought up a good point about Ryan Holiday, where it was something that's totally outside of photography. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people will follow like photo blogs and photo marketing blogs and law, like the law talk and stuff like that. But I found the biggest growth is when I start looking outside of our industry and seeing how I can apply that into a concept that we're doing, whether that's in, you know, education, whether that's in apparel, fashion. I mean, you can find inspiration in so many areas and i think that's where a lot of people are missing the boat where you really need to look outside our industry yeah yeah i mean you can take that from sorry go ahead tj no go ahead i'll I'll let you finish your thought okay um no i was gonna say you can take that from uh, like any of the conferences that you know if you go to any kind of photo conference the usually the keynote speaker is somebody from outside of photography uh the 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 biggest you know the the main speaker of the event on the opening day is somebody who's going to give you a outsider's perspective of maybe an outside looking in or a perspective from a different avenue that you could then apply to photography and i think a lot of times that goes overlooked and people don't appreciate that but it's like you said it's a it's a good way to really take a step back and then look at your business or photography as a business and see how can I change, how can I be different in this field compared to everyone else? Right. Yeah. One of the things I've always wanted to do was actually sign up for like, if it ever came to Cleveland, like the hardest thing to sell and like go to that conference, like, mm-hmm. and some things like life insurance, like they do life insurance, like mm-hmm. conferences and like different type of insurance sales. Like I've always wanted to just sign up for one mm-hmm. and just see how do you, how do you sell something that, like people nobody don't buy or <laughs> yeah, that nobody wants to buy. They don't want to think about it. It's like those are the guys I want to learn from. Yeah. Like, learn some good techniques like from them. Because we're like low-key salespeople. Like oh, we're yeah. photographers, yeah. we're business people, we're salespeople, we're like everything. Life insurance reps, if you're out there, write a book for photographers. We'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> 
A hundred percent. So we're coming up to the end of the show here with about 10 minutes left. And this is probably, this is our hardest hitting question. And that is, what do you want your legacy to be? Ooh, man. Get, getting in here with that. What do I want my legacy to be? Wow. Um, hmm. When somebody looks back on Lindsay Poyar 50 years from now, what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for more than my photography. I want to be remembered for like what I, how I can help others. I've always, I played around with the idea of like one day I really want to start like an incubator for photographers where I literally like buy a house and like have people apply who are like just graduating like college or something or like who are photographers and want to like be in the field but like don't know where to start and like they can live in my house like rent free but they have like stipulations of like this is how much you need to work on your business like a week and like and you know like they're all around each other and can learn from each other and they can can learn from me and like that I think is what I want to be remembered for is just like helping like other people who are just starting like level up, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> I mean, that's a, a really meaningful thing. <laughs> you know, as opposed to being remembered for your photographs, to be remembered for all the people you taught to take photographs or all the people you helped to make photography a career path or a even if it's just a side hustle you know that's mm -hmm. a, that's huge thanks so how can people find you online if they want to connect with you oh, and cool. if it's a good time for you know a good place for them to connect with you more plugs yeah all the plugs okay so instagram is the best it's at Lindsay poi and it's with an ey not an ay players and then um, <laughs> my website is lindsaypoyer.com Lindsay with an EY I'm putting it in our show notes so we make sure we we send them in the right place. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, over the last hour, we've learned so much. And a couple of my key takeaways are, you know, you are what you put into it. You know, whether that's social media, whether that's the work that you do, you know, whatever you put in the universe, you know, that's what you can take out. Uh, wanted to be known for, you know, something larger than just your photography that, you know, you were put here for doing things like this, helping other photographers get started. And then also you're not afraid, you're not afraid to try something new. And I think that is awesome. And when you're doing something new, the final thought is you're not afraid to fail and you embrace <laughs> failure so well. And I think that's, to me, that's why I feel like you've been super successful, especially over this last year, is because you embrace that failure and you've learned from it. So if there were any key takeaways, those were the ones that I jotted down. How about you, Justin? Yeah, no, I was going to I was going to come back to the failure thing, too. I mean, you, I think you took all of them, honestly, but the, <laughs> the, the failure thing was huge. I mean, it is it is really easy to get down on yourself when you fail at something or you don't feel like you um, lived up to the expectations of what you were trying to do to deliver to a client. And I, I think that learning from those failures only makes you a better business owner. It only makes you a better photographer. And the next time you're not going to make those mistakes and you're going to learn from them and it's only going to help push you forward. So going at it from a, um, looking at it from a positive perspective as early on as you can, like we like you said, like in hindsight, you love failures, but at, during <laughs> the failures, it suck. 
But yeah. the sooner you get to that hindsight point, the, the sooner you're going to be able to grow from those failures and, and really start developing your business into what you want it to be. So that was my main, uh, main takeaway. Excellent. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you joining and just sharing a little bit of knowledge to photographers that are starting out. Thanks for having me. This is so awesome. Wait, before we go, can we take a photo together, a virtual Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Everybody grab your drinks or kombucha, if you will. Kombucha. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to watch on YouTube to see this, by the way. Right. Three. Two. Yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> was I looking? Because I looked at the screen and my camera's definitely there. <laughs> I think it, it added some character to it. Oh, solid. I don't know. <laughs> I'll send nice. that to you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining. We appreciate it. And we're going to go ahead and end the recording here. If you need absolutely anything from us, please feel free to reach out. Justin, where can people find you online? Sure. Um, Checking out What's Up on Justin pretty much anywhere online you will find me or justingamblephotography.com. Shoot me an email. Absolutely. And you can find me at TJ uh, underscore TJ Houston or TJHouston.com. Also want to do a shout out to the Pixel Connection who sponsors this episode or sponsors this podcast for winning E-Taylor of the year. So that is a nationwide competition, if you will, or not nationwide awards. So uh, shout out to all the customers who helped us get that. And, you know, things like this are part of you know, what makes our team wake up every morning. We, we just want to help creators. So, And as a customer, shout out to the team at Pixel Connection for being awesome all the time. I mean, they literally do help out every single person who walks through that door and they really do care about their customers. So it, it's a well-deserved award to those guys. And TJ. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and end it here. Thank you guys so much for joining. We'll see you.